This is Original Six. On the day where the Vegas Golden Knights could potentially win the Stanley Cup, these three idiots are going to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ryan Savine, Paul Ananitis, Zach Mullen, the long-awaited Season 3 finale of the Original Six podcast. What is going on, gentlemen? It has been a while. Uh, I think, uh, as I said before we started, I've been uh, very at peace with the world because we haven't talked about these idiots in a while. Um, but I'm glad we get to talk about them again because we love them so much. Fired up. I was waiting yeah. for that. There it is. You're, you're yeah. fired up, Paul? I'm oh, like, yeah, I don't even remember how fire works at this point. Like, I'm like hockey. I've been watching other teams play. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Have you guys been watching a lot? The finals. Nope. Not, I, I've not watched. Honestly, I... this is... Go ahead. No, sir. Oh, oh, yeah. I've, watched, I've been watching like highlights or like I think I was watching game four, like maybe half of game four and stuff because I just want to see them like kill each other. That's pretty much it. I'm like, how many times can I enjoy watching Gudis get obliterated? And the answer is infinite because I, yeah, I think watching it happen and keep being happy about it. That's the only highlight I really saw like from the entire Stanley Cup finals was Radko Gudis getting clocked. Or the um, uh, Eichel hit. That was, oh yeah, that was a big one. Oof. Look, honestly, I've watched such little hockey since the Leafs have been out. And it's not that like I'm only a Leafs fan. I, I, I feel like care. you guys, you guys will understand this too. I feel like as fans, and then we podcast, and like because we're just such big fans, we divulge so much of our time into the Toronto Maple Leafs, like whether it's watching a game, talking about game, mm-hmm. sending each other photos of people talking and watching the games. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Once they're out, I just need like free time in my life again. You know, like yeah. any time away from hockey. Yeah, I've watched a lot more. I watched like a lot more of the NBA finals and like recent Jays games than I have like the Stanley Cup playoffs since the Leafs were out. So that's true. If someone's listening to this, it's the first time they've ever heard us talk. They're going to think we're the dumbest people ever. Yeah, literally. like these guys have a podcast talking about the Leafs. The Leafs get out, they stop watching. Such typical bandwagon fans. It's not bandwagon fans. Because the Leafs are now. Who do we got to watch? That's true. Well, golf season is right underway here in Toronto. I've been watching golf. Yo, did you see that Canadian guy win the RBC Open with a 72-foot putt? I saw I... that, but I also saw the guy getting obliterated. Yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> yeah, his buddy just got rocked by the, the security guard. But he's on the PGA tour and he gets absolutely decked. <laughs> he got with the bodied. They're saying uh, his uh, the bottle, like so he had a champagne bottle. He was shaking to celebrate. They're saying yeah. that's going in the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame. <laughs> his wife made a statement like the next day, like mentioning that he's okay. Good, jeez, wild. Hey, I mean, good for the security guards for doing their job, but you know, wrong person to tackle, bud. Yeah, at least, like, now anyone else who might try that knows they're going to get rocked, so. Honestly. Good point. Speaking of getting rocked, let's rock and roll on uh, whatever the hell this episode's going to be. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, Very. Welcome back 
follow, subscribe. You know the drill. If you're new here, subscribe, follow, whatever you call it. Uh, if you're not new here, <laughs> thanks for spending your time in the middle of June talking about the Maple Leafs who aren't in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, before we get into things, Zach, we have a shout-out to give. We do have a shout-out. Is my coworker Nita Hafiz correctly predicted the 3-2 Panthers Game 5 win? She's been bothering me nonstop since we last recorded our episode to give her her des- deserved shout-out, though Paul doesn't think she deserves it because she predicted Panthers to win. But, yeah. Anyway, so here it is. Here's the shout-out. I don't think she's watched a single game in the playoffs but then was predicting this stuff so you know what you, you got to do what you got to do but my qualm is like anyone who expects us to do our job properly and give shout outs after the leafs lose they just don't know us that well yeah it's yeah. like i need three months recovery time before i'm bothered about them again you know honestly <laughs> until, until i really care um yeah. speaking of which it feels like it's been a long time since we recorded last i don't even know the date like today's June thirteenth. No, it's not. It's not in our document there. I don't even know. Nope, no idea. I could tell you when we post the Instagram, but put it this way: like the last time we recorded, Kyle Dubis was still the general manager of this team. That's oh. a good point. Wow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, forgot about that. May sixteenth. Wow, it's been almost a month to the day. That's wow. crazy. We needed is, a nice break. Well, it's also funny because we tried to record this episode in each of the last four weeks, but as soon gonna... as the Leafs done, we're just insanely busy doing other things. I always base my schedule around Leaf games during the regular season and playoffs. Now that they're gone, yeah, it's, it's like life can continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a free for all. Yeah, yeah, pretty wild. But uh, yeah, let, let's talk about some stuff. Why not? It seems like that's what we're here to do. Uh, let's talk about the Dubas situation. I mean, again, old news, uh, but basically the guy walks out of a job because he tries to nickel and dime the MLSE and Shanahan just had had enough. Then he goes out, signs of Pittsburgh as the new president of hockey ops. Um, what did you guys think? I want to ask Paul first. Cause I know you, I think, I, I mean, we're all big Dubas supporters, but I know we were talking about it in the chat and you were just butthurt that true living isn't Kyle Dubas. So what are we going to miss in Kyle <laughs> Dubas? And thoughts about him heading to Pittsburgh? I mean, I yeah, I was sad that Kyle Dubas left. I think he was probably the best GM we could have had, but seeing the situation and what he did, I'm 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 good for Shanahan for putting his foot down and saying like that enough's enough. And and you know, I don't mind trelling, I guess, but I just have to see like typical like Toronto things, right? I just have to see what he does and like he's got to prove it and i know that dubas had such a nice like i guess relationship with the players but you know we'll see what happens but i know a lot of fans are mad that like dubas said he's either going to stay with the leafs or take a break and then he decided to go to pittsburgh but if you really think about it how can you turn down the president of hockey operations somewhere because if he did turn it down, he might not have the opportunity to get it again. And Pittsburgh's a good organization who's won a lot of, uh, who's had a lot of recent success. They have like Crosby, Muck, and a lot of good players. Yeah. Um, Any Leaf fan so, who's so, mad about Dubis doing that should just remember the scenario around John Tavares signing here. That's true. 
Yeah. You know, we'll see uh, what happens. Yeah. I, yeah. It's hard to really predict whether this is a good move until, you know, stuff's done. Until July 1st, like nothing's really going to be yeah. crazy, I don't think. Um, yeah. I, the whole Dubis thing was definitely kind of irked a little bit because I can't blame the guy because, you know, it's, this is kind of like a, it's a business, right? Like he's got no, emotional ties to the team and or like I guess we didn't have any emotional ties to the team and like he's doing what's best for him right I think it was a very kind of sneaky way of doing things though I think he definitely maneuvered himself via the press to try and leverage more money against Shanahan and then you know I think he just played himself yeah yeah he did And, and like he was trying to go a certain way about it uh, especially in when Shanahan walks through uh, the timeline of how everything went down with Dubis and like, it was kind of like Dubis was talking in the media and kind of like putting like the worries of thoughts in like Shanahan's head. And then that sends his agent to ask for more money, that kind of thing. So yeah, not great, but it's kind of, what can you do? Uh, he did, he had a, like, I really enjoyed Dubis here in Toronto and I'm, I'll miss him that he's gone. But, you know, now he's in Pittsburgh and wish him the best. Do what you can, man. But for us, I think more more focused on, you know, what tree living might bring. And I was not happy at the rumors about tree living. And then I was not happy when the rumors were true. So <laughs> you don't like we'll Boston see. pizza? I don't I don't like Boston anything. So <laughs> hey, actually, that's a lie. I like Boston cream donuts. So there's like, those are disgusting. Those what? are gross. I do I not hate like so I do not like cream filled donuts. Not the vibe. Really? I I feel like okay. I feel like the the Dubis quote unquote firing. I don't know if they fired him or just didn't renew him. Whatever you want to call it. I guess he I guess he was fired. Um, I feel like that's like picture like Dubis as the little kid, and then Shanahan as the parent, like finally realizing he has to discipline his child for doing things poorly. <laughs> <laughs> you just picked him out of the house. Yeah, it's like, sorry, buddy. Like, you, you got to land on your own two feet. And then I feel like, get a job, like, buddy. <laughs> I feel like Dubis used Pittsburgh as his rebound after he broke up with the Leafs. Ah, uh, that's what the... <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just like you know, a little little side ting. You know, yeah, going oh, on the side, and you, oh you finally gosh. call it home. Um, enough with the bad twenty first century references. Let's talk about true living. Um. Zach, you said you weren't really happy with the rumors or the fact that it's true now. Um, I guess outside of your initial thoughts, what are your first impressions of him so far in the three weeks he's been with the team? I mean, I guess the only grounds we have to go off of here are his press conference and then any sort of rumors and rumblings we've heard about what he's doing since. Yeah, uh, so press conference first. Uh, He has, my opinion of him has risen since he joined i think he was very clear in terms of not wanting to come into the team and immediately start firing people just immediately start making changes um he wants to get to know people uh he you know before he makes any changes stuff like that i'd be surprised if he let keith go i think the problem is though that keith's got one one year left like what do they do they sign him to like a one-year extension to give some leeway or do they just like kind of ride him for the last season um and he talked about protecting the core four uh, and keeping them and not really trading them. 
which is funny because he's like known as a guy that just like pulls the trigger on huge trades hubert okachuk for example so yeah but that but that's not that's not him wanting to make that trade that's him having his uh hand forced yeah yeah but like he 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 pulled the trigger on it so uh, yeah we'll we'll see like i yeah i didn't like his kind of trade history going back i can't remember the specific examples i was looking at before but i wasn't a big fan of them but you know new new organization new players different situation he's impressed me with the way he's at least addressed the media so mm-hmm. we'll see the rumors about bringing shen back yes please the rumors about i don't know if we're going to touch about all this stuff later so we are thanks for spoiling it. it all keep going no there's oh there's more but i didn't want to spoil it so the rumors have me intrigued I'll just say that. Yeah. Paul, what kind of moves do you expect Living to make, at least off the bat? I mean, his hands are kind of tied now. He can't really do much yet. But what are you what are you thinking he kind of plans on doing? You know, just to start, as Zach said, I was actually very impressed about how he held the, how he um addresses the media. And as Zach said, my like, I like him a little more than I did when he just got hired. What I think he's going to do, oof, it's tough. But I know that there were rumors saying that when he came in and, and Shanahan talked to the court for, and they their impressions are that they're all staying. I still think that he's going to make a very interesting move at the deadline with, with one of the core four. The trade deadline, not trade deadline at um free agency. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's, uh... that's pretty far away. <laughs> you got eight months. Sorry, sorry, free agency in July. Um, I gotcha. I I I don't think they're all gonna stay. I think he's really gonna wanna make something different of it and try and see what he can get. Because he, we we've seen it before. He's made some really big moves with as Zach said, the Kachuk, uh, the Kachuk trade, and he's not afraid to pull the trigger on stuff like that. But it just depends on what we can get. I think, I also think that he's gonna try and get some key pieces in like the depth for defensemen, forwards, like all the rumors that they've been saying. I yeah. think he's gonna go along with it and. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, like the the big piece there is is the the recent trade. Um, obviously sending out Kachuk, bringing in Huberto, which at the time most people thought Calgary won that trade. Now you look at it, Florida made the finals, uh, beat as an eight seed who actually did worse than Calgary, um, in yeah. terms of points, right? So you know, there's yeah. some irony there. Uh, but Cal- Calgary had like an an abnormal, terrible season, yeah, right? So don't don't good. be surprised if they bounce back, but. Yeah, yeah I guys... think Huberto specifically was not playing to yeah. his full potential. And they, he, like, they talked about how he didn't agree with the coach and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Calgary does really well next season. I think they will. I think it, they just have to like rebound properly in the offseason. Yeah, exactly. Not really a topic, but yeah. Do you... Huberto, Huberto had that one stat, I think they said, uh, from his points last year to his points this year, it was like the biggest drop in NHL history from one season to another. Yeah, because he was like over 100 points to like, I don't know, what do you finish with, like 70? To like kinda... 65 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. He's he's still pretty remarkable. Um, 
You know, a lot of a lot of people in in the True Living deal look at him look at him and say the reason he left or you know didn't stay any further in Calgary was because of his inability to re-sign his two superstars in Goudreau and Kachuk. Now coming to the Leafs, and he's faced with the same situation, but he does not have any rapport or relationship with the Leafs players, at least to the extent that he did with the guys in Calgary. So do you guys think that presents an issue for him? I mean, I think we can all agree his first priority is signing Matthews and Nylander. Yes, Yes, please. So do you think the lack of relationship there is an issue? Mm, Not really, because they can build on that relationship. And I think, I think one great, one fantastic thing they did uh, was moving on to like our next point on management staff was a hiring Shane Doan as a special advisor to the GM because of, you know, his, you know, just being playing in Arizona and Matthew saying that he was his favorite player growing up and Matthew Nyes being from there. And, and they said that when Shane Doan came, uh, Matthew Nyes and, and Matthew's went to visit him or speak to him and bring him a couple of gifts. So I think that helps with the relationship part. Uh, maybe not with Treleving in general, but I think, but... I think you're underselling how much Shane Doan helps. No, no, he, no, I'm not underselling it. Like, He's like that, that move. That move to that me huge. says true living signs slash hires don't. So Matthews has incentive stay. to stay. No, that's literally yeah. We all we all I, saw through it. That's why Great I bought. Move. That's why I brought up the point because of I I said it before. Like a huge part of that that relationship build was bringing in Shane Doan, and I think that was so smart. So smart. That's why. When that happened, I was like, okay, maybe Trelleving has something going on here. Like that that yeah. was a very there was a very key move into keeping Matthews for sure. Because I know he said that he was gonna re-sign when Dubas was here. And then when Dubas left, he kind of retracted that statement a bit. But now with Shane Doan coming in, like that can definitely change. Yeah. Plus, this is the guy who's been around the NHL a long time. Like he's not just here to be Austin Matthews' you know, mentor, like just so Matthews yeah. can fanboy. You know, like this is a guy who knows a lot about hockey. He's very involved in hockey, right? So obviously he has other things to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I guess replace Jason Spezza as the ex-player assistant to the GM. I was thinking that too, yeah. Mr. Mr. Arizona Coyote himself. Or Phoenix Coyote, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, it's a good move bringing him in. I think, you know, your generational, quote-unquote generational, maybe borderline generational talent is your number one priority. And I think if you have to blow up this team, you want to keep Matthews. Like if you had to keep one person from this whole team, you keep Matthews, right? So that's got to be your number one priority. Definitely Willie signing is another one. We'll see how he deals with that and maybe even trading him. Like who knows? So because do you guys, do you guys think if, if, if the notion from either of the two players is I don't see myself signing here, whether it's long-term or at all, do you trade them? Like if you're Brad Treliving and you know as soon as both of their contracts expire, they're gonna walk. Do you trade them now? Yes. Yes. So you can actually get something out of it. Yep. Try and get key pieces for the future, draft picks, players. Like why let why let such good players walk for nothing? If you know they're not gonna stay. Try and trade them. And do and do if you something. can do a sign and trade then. Trade them somewhere they want to sign and you can get like more out of it for a team that's not thinking that they're getting a rental, right? 
You do a sign and trade where it's long term. Yeah, uh, Severson, I think. Yep. Yeah. You so... signed and then got traded right away, and they got some. Yeah. Or well, they could have got more, but they got some good pieces. You know, some some people on Twitter, like some of the analysts on Twitter, were like, "Columbus is a really good blue line now." I was like, "Did you watch this team this year? Is this the no. same team?" <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, like, they, they have some have good, good pieces, team. but they, you know, it's Columbus. But, you know, Babcock is going to whip him into yeah. shape. Don't you worry. He's going to get all the lists of the hardest workers and then go from there. Mm, yep. Can't. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um. So Zach, to to circle back to your point, you say. If you could only keep one player, you keep Matthews, you rebuild around him. If in a world where Matthews doesn't come back, can you recover from that with this current team? Or is it completely tear it down and start again? No, I think you can recover. But I feel like there are major changes. If Matthews leaves, there's major changes, like huge changes coming. But I could like I could see it going either way, to be honest. I would hope it wouldn't be full rebuild time since we just had one. And you look at teams like Boston where they haven't had a rebuild in like 20 years, and you're like, can we accomplish something like this? You know? So yeah. Yeah. I don't think they would go full rebuild immediately. I think they try. So you think to it's kind it. of retool either way? Yeah. And then if it becomes a rebuild, then maybe later down the line, not right away though. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh other changes to come. Uh, I, I feel like the elephant in the proverbial room is, is still Sheldon Keefe. I think everyone is still shocked that he's still around. Um, I am. You know, we knew he was Dubis's guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's hard to say it's his fault, but I feel like based on the feeling around when the season ended for the Leafs, it was like time to clean house. Like, yeah. I thought Shanahan was going to be gone, to be honest. I mean... Everyone brought in has been his guy's 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 guy, right? Dubis yeah. was his guy. Everyone else was Dubis's guy, right? So uh, I'm kind of surprised Shanahan is still here. Um, but I, I think, you know, there's still time for Keefe to not be here. But what do you guys think? Is he is he the coach of this team next season? I, I think so, because if they haven't got rid of him now, then I don't think they will get rid of him until the, until next year. I think they're going to try and give him one more chance. I think Treleving wants to see what he can do. Do I think that's the right call? No. I think there's a lot of coaches in the league that are fantastic coaches that need that need jobs. And I I just think Keith has been out coached like pretty badly by the teams we faced in the playoffs in the last recent like the the last couple of years. I do. I think he's a good coach. Yes. I mean, we've done well in the regular season, but like typical Leafs team, we always do well in the regular season only matters in the playoffs. And, and John Cooper's out coached him. Um, Paul Maurice definitely out coached him. Um, so I'm surprised he's still here, but I think if he hasn't left now, he's going to stay. Do you think, Zach, do you think it could be a situation of they want to figure out the player piece first and then see, you know, this is the team that we have. Does Keith fit with this group? Yeah, I think so. Like, honestly, I wonder, and this is just speculation. This is not me saying it's happening, but I wonder if this is kind of like a an NBA kind of thing where he's talking with Matthews and being like, did you like Sheldon Keith as a coach? And if he does, then I think that has a huge impact on whether Tree Living keeps him. I think, you know, 
I think I agree with Paul in the sense of it's pretty unlikely that Keefe's going to be gone by this point. I think it would have happened already, but the timing for the GM thing is different. I think it would like maybe Keefe's job got secure for the next year because Dubas left. Then, you know, Shannon said they were waiting for tree living to, or well, the new, new GM to come in and ha- and before they make any changes or any signings or anything like that. So they were waiting for the new GM to kind of like quarterback that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe Matthew says, you know, I don't like Keith. I don't like Keith playing Hall behind me. It makes me insecure about my <laughs> defensive capabilities, and then I don't score as much. And then he'd be like, "Okay, we fire Keith." You know? <laughs> okay, so say less. <laughs> okay, say less. We'll fire Keith and send Hall to the moon. Yeah. Oh, and he's so, already going to free agency. So. Yeah, I don't. He, did you see that report that Hall said he wants to come back? No, no please, no, God, no, please. Yeah, no. he wants to come back. He wants to. I resign. saw that. Of I course he that. does. Yeah, no, even, because even even all the bad attention he gets in Toronto is just attention to him. Yeah. He's not getting it elsewhere. If he goes anywhere else, he's not playing. He knows that for a fact. I disagree. I he's mean, going to Chicago. Put my he mind could on play, He could play on Chicago. There That's are true. Okay, okay. That, like, I could see Anaheim, too. I could see him on the blue line for Anaheim or something like that. Yeah, but if he goes there, I guarantee he won't play as much as he got here. No, probably play more. Bro, no way. Wouldn't surprise me. No, he'll go to Chicago. They'll sign him for like two years, three million a season, just to hit the cap floor and still be bad. Yeah. Damn, Bedard. You, you look, you look shocked. You look shocked. But the point is to be bad. <laughs> so they sign a bad player for a lot of money so that he sucks on the ice and they don't have money to pay other players who are good. If he goes to Chicago, poor Connor Bedard. Poor Bedardsky. All right, let's talk about some players. Let's talk about the core four. So apparently they're staying put. Whether that's a bunch of fluff the media is throwing out there or it's true, who knows? Thoughts. My my thoughts are I do think a change is needed. I'm not going to tell you I'm smart enough to know what that change is, but I have a hard time imagining you trading any of them and actually getting better as a result of it. Even if you think a trade is the right thing to do. Let's say you want to trade Martyr. What trade is out there that's actually going to make your team better? See, that's the tough part, right? Like, I do think a trade is needed. We've been doing this for so long with the same results. And if we think we can just get different results with the same thing, that's just stupidity. However, as you said, Ryan, like, what trade would happen for us to actually win that trade and get better? I don't know. But you never know. It's, it's so tough. Like, I, I think we need a trade, one of the core four. But well, I don't know. But when you say that, though, the only tradable player there, assuming Matthews and Nylander resign, is Marner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Trade Marner, if anything. He's the only one. But, but what are you going to get? Like, like how are you going to improve on that trade? I have no idea. Maybe, who knows? Like, it's you so tough. Go... It's so tough. You it has to be like a lateral move. Like Correct. it has to be some, a player that's similar skill level or something. I hate this thought, but literally in my head, I'm like drafting like different trade ideas. You're hearing about the Debrinket one or thing in Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Brady Kachuk and Alex Debrinket for Mitch Marner. Yeah. Well, hold yay on. Yay let's, let's backtrack something here. Okay, that's. A I yes. think I think Ottawa says no Marner Kachuk straight up. 
Are you serious? You think that I would rather Brady Kachuk? Are you kidding? They're not trading. Yeah, they're so not trading I, Brady but... Kachuk. He brings something that Marner look what doesn't. look what Matthew Kachuk is doing for the Panthers right now. That's exactly why I want Brady Kachuk. Yeah, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I want him too. But they wouldn't even <laughs> trade him one for one for Marner. You're throwing Debrinket in there too. I, th- Debrinket, I think they, Debrinket they doesn't want maybe. to sign so. Yeah, that's true. You also yeah, but the issue is if you're trading Marner, you can't go and get a sniper, right? Like you need someone who can drive a line. Yeah, why not? What do you mean, why not? You have enough goal scorers. If you take out Marner, you're losing a playmaker. You you need to replace that. You need a character, like a more character guy. I don't know how else to describe the Kachuk like vibe that they have, but other than like just being like character guys. The the issue is there's only two of them in the league. There's got to be other ones, like similar. What, playmakers? No, Kachuk. There's no other player like them. No. Marshawn, maybe you throw Marshawn in there. You could throw Marshawn in there, but he's a lot older. He's he's old. Don't bring that guy here. The the only way. If we brought Marshawn, I'd be so happy. That that would mean Marner to the Bruins. So how happy would you really be? I'd want to die. I I would immediately want to die. The, like the only game. way I see a Marner trade happening is let's say you take Marner's eleven five million and whatever skill level you 10. associate 9. with that, sure, eleven million, whatever skill level you associate that, you trade him for two players who are like two second line players who are each not as good as him, but still good. So together they kind of compensate for the salary. So like basically you trade him for two top six wingers. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. That's I at least the that. replacement you look for. What team has that? Who's also a playmaker? Who you think fits with this team? Might not, not even exist. Six wingers might not exist. Not. I don't. I can't think of it. Off I the mean, top of my head. There's a, a few. Of, like Dallas of, has good winger depth. Yeah, but why would Dallas want to change anything? Right. Like it also has to make sense for that team. Like that's a team who just went to the conference finals. Hmm. Maybe they want to make the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like even Edmonton too, but I don't think that would ever happen. Bro, if Marner goes like, to Edmonton with Connor McDavid, God no, they don't. They don't need another playmaker over there. They already got the yeah, best one. They, yeah, like they wouldn't trade Hyman or Nugent Hopkins or anything. So. Nor would I want those guys in replace of Marner. That's, that's, that's the problem. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Like this is here. Here's my like. Throw, throw a bone. St. Louis, you try to get a guy like Robert Thomas or Cairo. Because Jordan Cairo? Because St. Louis is kind of in shambles. They're in like a weird in-between, like, are they contending or rebuilding? Robert I, Thomas is center, though. Oh, whatever, whatever. Doesn't matter. Saying, like, maybe you go for like a Cairo Buchnevich, something around those two. Yeah. That's like, probably too Kyrou, much. But like, that's not your... Like you can't go one for one. No, no, I'm saying you need you need two, but that's just a team that I feel like has a fit. That's like maybe getting Marner is what prevents them from having to fully rebuild. Maybe that's what allows them to retool, and it could be a good fit as a trading partner with the Leafs. Yeah, also because their Marner will be in the Western Conference, so we don't have to worry about him too much. Yeah, I just feel like the, like they they don't really have a direction, so maybe getting a Marner helps with that. But direction. this is just if if Trelevin wants to trade him, just all speculation. But yeah. you know, I think from the press conference, like 
it's easy to assume he'll trade anyone if he thinks it makes the team better. It's that simple. But he's not going to trade people for the sake of trading people. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no point in just trading him because you think a change happens. If you want that change to happen, there's going to be something in return. Yeah, it has to work. Like, I could see them keeping the core four for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go into next season with them. But, yeah, I don't know. This well, also, is the most mid- uncertain offseason I think we've mid- had in a few years. Mitch's no trade clause actually kicks in July 1st, so. But I don't think you can trade him before that, can you? Is it full no trade or is it uh, 10 team? I think it's full. Mm. Okay. You can check that out. I think it's a full no trade clause, but. If you check on uh, cap friendly, it'll tell you. Okay. We anyway. can uh, we can see how it works. Of course, I search cap, and the first thing that comes up is cap friendly Toronto Maple Leafs because I search it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because you know we have to just look at the 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 Leafs everything. Um, but I don't. I don't think you could trade him before July first, can you? Unless it's at the draft. Um. Because then I think you can't trade until after free agency starts. That's a good point. I think you can trade at the draft. I'm honestly, I'm just going by what you're allowed to do in NHL 23. <laughs> you can't trade until <laughs> the draft, and you can trade at the draft, and then you can trade again once free agency starts. I think it 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 must depend because Columbus and New Jersey with Severson. You're right. I'm an idiot. And uh, Provorov went to Columbus too. Yeah, so there's got to be, there's probably rules in it that we just don't know the specifics of. Man, like, why no does way EA Sports never let me make trades when I, the my team's eliminated and yet they're, you know, guys are playing for the cup. Anyway, let's move on. We could speculate all we want. We're never going to guess who's traded, where they're going to go. Um, let's, let's talk about who might actually stay. Players we know that are at least with the organization right now. Uh, the two names that have come up, at least reportedly expressed interest in staying uh luke shen as you mentioned before zach and noel achari um i feel like all of us will agree we'll take them both back just based on the way they play and what they did for us in the playoffs and the fact that they're both probably gonna make close to if not league minimum yep yeah they were both really fantastic players in the playoffs like those were key guys for the team 100% would want them back I can't say that I would want you know Achari over someone like Ryan O'Reilly like if you money wasn't an option but yeah for sure it's but I'm really really happy if both of them came back because I think these were two of the best performing guys they're they're character guys like those are playoff performers they're like gritty tough sandpaper guys who are who are going to show up and and make playing against them miserable like let me let me check the playoff statistics for hits. Achari is still Achari. third. Uh, yeah, that's wild. With they're only behind Gudis and Bennett. Of course. Yeah, seventy-eight hits in eleven games. That's amazing. Ooh. Gudis has eighty-six and twenty. He's, he's almost double the amount of games played, and he oh, he has less than ten more. So, yeah, I want this guy back. And Luke Shen's on this list too, fifty-four in eleven games. Crazy. You take them both. Uh, let's talk about someone else who, who likes to, to hit just a little. Uh, there's reports that Milan Lucic has interest in signing with the Leafs. I mean, 
like what do you guys <laughs> think here? Like it's is it kind of a joke to even insinuate that? Realistically, if he comes for league minimum, then sure, why not? Like throw him on the fourth line, have him just crank yeah. people. Sure. Hundred percent hundred percent down. If but part he comes, of me part of it's me just thinks his he's contract like past is like the point of like even being a surfaceable player. Like I feel like he's kind of falling into like Wayne Simmons situation where like outside of yeah. the physicality, he's a complete liability for your team. Oh yeah, he stinks if if, if he doesn't hit. But like, what's the, like? Why not try? What's the harm if if he? Yeah, has no, I, I feel like if they if they bring him in, it's as the fourteenth forward. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's the guy who starts in the press box to start the year. <laughs> I would be so down to have him just because the reaction my mom had when I told her about the rumors was literally like jaw on the floor, like please God no. Don't do this. I hate this guy. <laughs> what, Lucic? Like, I mean, yeah. I'd like him if he's beating the shit out of our opponents. I showed, like, I showed my dad that. I showed my dad that, and he's, like, such a Lucic fan because of, like, how he plays, like, his physicality. He's like, if Lucic comes to the Leafs, I'm buying his jersey. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> that's a stretch. I mean, there's Treliving ties there, too, right? Like, that's a lot of the conversation with Treliving. Like, how many old Calgary guys are going to start to surface around this Leafs team? Yeah, that's true. Old Calgary's Johnny Gaudreau. What? Toronto Flames. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about some personal wants. I mean, like, really just throw it out there. Like, anyone you guys think that, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, I want Connor McDavid because obviously he's not going Shit. in. But, but keep it on the realistic <laughs> side. Like, players who are free agents on a team who you think they could get traded, like, small, large, what do you think? Any personal wants? All started off, I want to sign Corey Perry as a fourth liner. Sure. I think he'd be a great fit. Playoff performer. It's so funny that our fans just hate him. So I think that we would love him though if he was on our team. Oh yeah. He'd be a fan favorite instantly. Right away. Who was like look look what he continues to do in the playoffs year after year? I don't care how old this guy is. Let him play 40 games in the regular season, rest up, and then just dominate with eight minutes a night in the playoffs. That's yeah, true. Uh, Paul, any dream wishes for players for to bring in? Not right now, but I know I've heard a lot. I know I've heard the last couple of days, um, Philadelphia Flyers forward Scott Lawton. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, mm. I've heard a lot of rumors about that. And honestly, I think he'd be a good fit. Um, Just like another sandpaper kind of guy. Just like yeah. tough to play against. Yep, I, I think he'd be a great fit here, and I would love to have him um, because uh, they were saying I forgot what Elliot Friedman said on the on the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast, but um, they said that when he signed his extension with Philly, the Leafs were actually like big contenders to try and trade for him, but nothing worked out. So Elliot Friedman said, "Don't don't be surprised if they try to go after him again." And I I read that and I was like, I would really like to have him. He's a good player gritty sandpaper type of guy as you said and and he would work really well in the lineup so that would be like one of my i guess trade yeah i feel like that's good too like i mean he's not michael bunting but someone has to replace that kind of style of play that we're likely losing when bunting walks yep now zach what about you uh there's a few options i think one of my more interesting thoughts was um dimitri orlov I think he's a hard-hitting oh, that's defenseman. A good one. Maybe you get Orlov and that's too many hard-hitting guys. You've got McCabe, 
Shen, Orlov, but at the same time, no like, such thing. He proved himself to be a really good defenseman for Boston. I think he would be a really good pick. The problem is, is he makes five one right now, and he's getting a pay raise based on how he's yeah, played. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. So it's not really affordable. Yeah. Maybe you've signed uh, Frederick Anderson because he's a technically a UFA. Sure. Honestly, let's let's move to that because I was gonna talk about like some offseason stuff. So let let's talk about the goalie situation first. Uh, the Leafs have also been rumored to be somewhat interested in a bunch of goalies. I've seen Carter Hart, Connor Hellebuck. I saw that too. Yeah. Freddie. Oh. Right? Apparently Hellebuck doesn't you want know, to stick around in Winnipeg. I yeah. Mean, I would take him. But I love Connor Hellebuck. Holy you, crap. That, that would solve our goalie situation for a long time. Do you guys, are we all in agreement that Murray's got to go? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are we comfortable with wall as a backup yes yes so then the solution is either find a sign starter. and trade samsonov or let him walk and just try to get a starter can you yeah. imagine doing a martyr to winnipeg for hellebuck i wouldn't do it I, uh, that's tough dubois wants oh, to keep, keep in mind just about to say pierre luke dubois was uh one of the names circling around a Leafs trade room. Well, everybody's a Leafs trade rumor at this That's point. That's true. Even Wayne Gretzky's rumored to be interested in coming here. <laughs> yeah, literally. But I I, I yeah. heard that Dubois doesn't want to sign in, in, in Winnipeg. Doesn't he want to go um, to Montreal? Isn't that like the thing he's always said? He just wants to play for the Habs? Because he's French, isn't he? Or like French Canadian? Well, Pierre Luc Dubois. You don't know a name of Pierre Luc Dubois without having some French roots. Let me tell you. Hell yeah, he's French. Yeah, see, yeah, I don't know. Ooh, could you imagine Hellebuck and Dubois for Marner and whatever? And Justin Hall. No, he's a free agent. <laughs> oh. Can't trade him. Yeah, I don't know, but Sign I can trade. see it. Trade can... the signing rights to Justin Hall. There you go. Yes, agreed. Mm. That'd so, be interesting. So what do you, like, you know, a dream scenario side, what do you guys think is like a realistic path forward in terms of the Leafs goaltending? I mean, look, like Samsonov had a good season. I think he played well enough in the playoffs for us to win. We just didn't play well enough in front of him. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this, this like, oh, let's get a goalie and just hope he plays well. I want a consistent, good, 100% starting goalie. They need a stud. We need a stud. That's li literally all it is. Like we've seen in the playoffs when we've lost, we have lost to insanely good goaltending. And Florida's in the final right now because of insanely good goaltending from Bobrovsky beforehand. Yeah, basically I, up until the finals. That's why I said beforehand because he sucked in the finals so far. Of course he has. Like what else is new? <laughs> and, and I think the Leafs really need a solid Hundred percent starting goalie. I have a name for you, John Gibson. It's exactly what I was gonna say. Ah, uh -huh, yeah, I knew Gibson. it. John Gibson, such a good goalie. Like, there's he's no so way he wants to play in Anaheim. He's just so underrated because he plays on the Anaheim Ducks. They're so yeah. bad. They're his so numbers terrible. are so bad because Anaheim is just no. Guarded. Actually, his numbers are not bad. Are they really not that bad? They're, they're probably not as bad as you would think they should. You be. would think being on Anaheim, but if John Gibson was I'm on another like, team, if John Gibson was on another team, 
Oh my god, he'd be unreal. He's actually such I'm a good goalie. I'm thinking like 905 save percentage. He's such a good goalie. My guess. I don't even know what I have saying. wanted John Gibson for so long. I'm like, get John Gibson. Get John Gibson. It'd be He's funny so we trade for the other Anaheim goalie. Whatever it was Gibson and, and Anderson. We took Anderson first and now we're gonna take Gibson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's when, see. When Ryan I thought you meant Lucas one, Dostal. When Ryan had one name in mind, I was like, it has to be John Gibson. I'm I've I've had the same thought for like three years. Yeah. He has a he has a well, Gibson has a modified no trade clause, so he can submit a 10 team no trade list. Can't imagine he'd really complain about coming to the Leafs. He has four years left on his deal of six four Bro, that's, per year, that's, that's and sick. he's twenty nine years old. So debatably in his prime as a goalie right now, and his prime is getting wasted on that crap team. He's a good goalie. His he's a his great last goalie. season sucked though. Yeah, like he's well, got yeah, that's because three nine nine goals against average, and because the best defenseman playing in front of him was Cam Fowler. <laughs> Yeah, Yikes. I guess if you look at these numbers other than the last, like even on Anaheim not being great the last few years, like 904, 903, 904, and then before that, 917, yeah, 926, bro. 924. Yeah, he, he mm-hmm. could definitely do it. Him and He's Wall, a great goalie. that's a really good combination. He's a great goalie. Yeah. So so what do you guys do? I mean, like, like we could talk about these dream scenarios all you want. Do you trade Samsonov? I get. I guess you can't really trade him. Like he's a uh, he's a restricted free agent, so you could trade his signing rights. You could you could qualify him for restricted free agency, and then assuming he signs somewhere else, just take like whatever draft pick compensation comes with that. So you could sign and trade. Like there's a lot of options. But are you guys obviously Hellebuck or Gibson? Like these guys are better. But oh yeah, would you be content if Samsonov is the starter next season? I guess so, but I wouldn't like it very much. I, I, I'm I, as I said, I'm I'm tired of these like, of this like, like see how a goalie works out for us and hope he plays well type of thing. I want a a solid starter. Yeah, like I've been I've been saying it for years. Your goalie is your foundational piece. If you don't have a solid foundation, like this year we had an injury riddled foundation. Samsonov played great, but like he was Last so inconsistent and so injured. Like, it was so hard to really rely on him. And, like, the playoff injury wasn't his fault. But, like, you kind of, like, it was almost like, yeah, this is going to happen. because he's Just because, of course, it will. Yeah. So, I would, yeah. Like, even trading one of the core four, like Marner, for a goalie, in terms of getting a foundational piece, I think that's a great move. Because I think on a forward, offensively ladled team, go for it. Yeah, but at the same time, offense was our issue in the playoffs. Couldn't score. Couldn't score more than two goals a game against Florida. And Marner was a big problem with that. That's true, but I get getting a goalie will prevent goals against, but it's not going to score goals for you. So I I still think if you move Marner, you need to move him for an offensive player. Nobody expected Bobrovsky to play that well, but still you expect your your top players to score. Yeah. What did we have against Vasilevsky? Leafs hockey, a lot man. more than two. Leafs hockey, man. I have no idea. Yeah. What do you guys like? What's your kind of like? What What's your dream scenario in based in real reality for true living in this off season? Uh starting goalie for sure. Core four signing issues. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Zach. I think you got to sign Matthews and Nylander long term, and 
can't be overpaid. Yeah. Okay, look. Realistically, Matthews is probably going to be the highest paid player in the NHL once he signs a new contract. What's McKinnon's deal right now? 13.4? Something crazy. He's making Here's, here's the thing. Like The issue is you have to give him what he wants. Yeah, it's awesome. But at the same time, you also have to get him to look at the other guys around his skill level and say, why should you be making more than them? Yeah. Two point. Yeah. Right? Like, and if, and if he wants to win, he'll take a little bit less oh, McKinnon's, than what he's worth. McKinnon's making 12.6 AAV. Like, if Matthews takes 12.6, great. 13. Great. Anything more than that, I'm like, look, I love you. You're a fantastic player, but like now you're also trying to nickel and dime the salary cap so this team continues to suck. Well, yeah. did you see what um, Elliot Friedman said on the 32 Thoughts podcast? He was saying that if Marner or Marner, if Matthew signs a new contract, it's either going to be a three year or a five year deal because he's going to want to wait for the salary cap to go up and then sign a long term contract. I don't. Yeah. He says I don't think eight years is on the table. So Matthew's going to sign like a five-year, like $13 million deal. And then by the time his contract ends, they hope that the salary cap goes up $10 million, And then he's going to want to be the first player in NHL history to get like a $20 million contract. Okay, well, that is not going to happen, but I could see 15. That's literally what he said. 20 mil a year? God damn. If he can consistently be, not nice. be injured and score like 70 goals a season, sure. And 30 in the playoffs, I'll give him 20 mil. Yeah, exactly. If you win like three cups by then, sure, you could take all the money you want. Yeah. We we said this was the season finale. I have a feeling we'll probably record another one sometime after free agency starts or the draft. So well, this is this is a season finale. This is as in the Leafs finale. season is over. Yes, Leafs season finale, but we'll definitely be back if there's other if there's a lot of news surrounding the Leafs. Yeah, Correct. I mean we've got what, like draft. Draft day, free agencies, July 1st. Should definitely connect after that. Wow, that's coming up. It's only like three weeks away. away. I'm actually... Far away. I am leaving on a cruise on July 1st. Dang. Ryan. So, if you guys want to record on July 10th, I'm right there with you. July 10th? Oh, Mike. We'll record (laughs) with Ryan calling in from the Caribbean or wherever you are. Precisely. St. Kitts, St. Martin. Woo-hoo, I'll be man. how about this? You guys record. I'll call in like special guest insider and I'll be like on a beach sipping like a pina colada with some person <laughs> like holding a giant palm leaf fanning me as I tan <laughs> on the beach. Sure. I'm again fed like grapes by like some Greek goddess. <laughs> yes. That's I, a dream I, scenario. I, right I after like the Leafs with the Stanley Cup. That's that's right after. The... Good man. There you go. Yeah, at least gotta win first. Way. Hey right, fellas, that. anything anything to add until it's another month until we record? Oh boy. Thanks nope. for the support, y'all. Y'all are great. Yep. Y'all are amazing. People listening. Y'all thanks are the real two. ones. You two are great too. Good job. Oh, thanks. You too, man. You guys are the best people I have ever hosted a podcast with. Just wanted you to know that. Yeah. Wow. Am, Thank you. I'm Thank you. so I, honored. I'm, I'm actually so honored, Ryan. right now. You, you should be. It. That's quite. That's quite the honor. It, it really, humbly said, couldn't do it without you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. It's all me.
Well, fellas, <laughs> until until the drafts or until free agency, uh, we'll see who wins the cup. By the time this episode's out, it, it might be the Vegas Golden Knights already. Hope so. And we'll see what happens with the draft, free agency, the offseason, management moves, player A lot of things coming. All that jazz, as I've been known to say. Uh, Absolutely. Fellas, three words heading into the future that is the offseason until our next episode. Um, re-sign Matthews. <laughs> you stole mine. Is re-sign one or two words? It is one word. It's one word. Re-sign the studs. Okay. I like the clap that you added. Uh, audio effects to go with it. Really nice. Hmm. Yes. My three words are... Uh... See you again by Charlie. Okay, Puth. Charlie Puth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Charlie Puth. Yep, that's it. Um, See you again. Paul stole mine. What? So um, I'm just a genius. I I will say. Um. He's thinking of a pun. Win the cup. I I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yep. Sure. Just we're, gonna have to wait a little, we're gonna have to wait a little while for that one, but yes, when that's what I, I have waited 24 years, I can wait another, yeah, that's true, 25 if I have to. All right, fellas, always that next is it year. for us. There is always next year. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next month or so. Uh, whenever something goes down and leaves land, we'll be here to talk about it maybe like three weeks after the fact because we're lazy or can't get our schedules together, but we'll be there eventually at some point, probably. You never know. Never Remember to take care of the planet, and we'll see you next time on the original six podcast. Bye.